0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus.
3: That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW, Revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You always follow,
4: the follow, money.
0: follow the money. That's what I always
4: say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
5: This week, Bet River's online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets and to bet on all the MLB games, create your ideal same-game parlay of over three legs, receive up to three, 50% profit boost, a 50% profit boost when you place qualifying same-game parlay wagers this week only at BetRivers, BetRivers.com, or download the app for more details.
3: All right, heavy, heavy NFL this hour. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk in 30 minutes. But before that, a half an hour, a strong half an hour with one of the very best there is. The great Adam Chernoff joins the program now, Uh, He's doing so much now during the football season. Covers.com is the spot. He'll tell you about a release show that he's doing as well throughout the preseason. Adam, thanks for the time as always. How are you today, pal?
6: Doing well. It's a good half hour and a good hour altogether when we're talking football. It's good to be back and away from other, the, the summer sports. I think, I think it's time for football.
3: Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. So before we get into some of the games that you have bet so far, and maybe some of your best pieces of it or favorite pieces of information in the preseason at this point, What what's the feedback been that you've seen anyway from maybe new people to this space, new people that are betting regarding preseason action and what is your like what would you tell people about betting football this time of year in general?
6: Oh, it goes back a couple of years now since networks have really got into betting and we've seen all the media folks come out and say, How can you be betting preseason? Nobody knows what's happening. You've got to be a degenerate to be doing this. Stop. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the truth is that a lot of professionals who bet on the NFL gravitate towards preseason. And like you guys remember, think about the drafts this year. Like how crazy you guys were covering it all. The NFL draft, the NBA draft. Like it was madness, was it not? Mm -hmm. And and the reason it was was because there was a lack of information. And when there's a lack of information, not only the betters not know. But sportsbooks don't know either. And as a better, that is where you should be looking because that's where you can find an edge to actually bet on something of meaningful value that you have a better chance of winning than not. And as we've seen throughout this entire last 48 to 72 hours, these preseason NFL markets are moving on player news, what we're hearing from coaches, what we're hearing from coordinators. If betters spent less time looking at meaningless trends and trying to price together these amazing parlays that they're going to hit one out of a 1,000 of, and just actually paid attention to what was going on with coaches and coordinators and put in that effort, a lot of people would have a lot more success in preseason. It, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, no, doing I think... That. So I, you have to bet it.
3: I think you're spot on. I think it was uh, it was Rob Pozzola, professional sports better, who tweeted out during one of the drafts, he's like, God, if we could only have a draft like every single month. And I'm like... Every I'm, week. Th- yeah. Th- like, do you know how much... You could kill it if there was a draft every week or every month. It would be incredible, right? So the preseason, I like the analogy there, and I'll I'll come on top of that as well with this tweet and remind people exactly what you're talking about here. Ben Fox tweeted this out, who works at VEASAN, on August 1st, 2019. We made it, folks. Football is here. Broncos, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Falcons. Trey Wingo, ESPN at the time, quote tweeted that and said, if anyone is actually betting a preseason game, Seek immediate help. No one has a clue, all caps, about who will be on the field, how it's being called, etc. He could not be more wrong.
6: A friend of mine and person that's been in the space for a while, Drew Dinsick, said, like, this is people telling on themselves that they have no clue about sports betting. And and now it's funny because the same person who tweeted that is now promoting same-game parlays for a sports book with every second tweet that he sends out. So... It's uh, kind of a, a snapshot of the industry as a whole. But the fact is, it's it's where you can find an edge is preseason football. And like you said, with the drafts, um, that's where you can get a lot of advantages and, and people are doing very well with it. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to put in the work and quite frankly, just don't understand how a lot of this works either. So um, I think this is an eye opener. For a lot of people, as we see a lot of back and forth about tweets like that on Twitter right now.
5: Based on the information and some people who aren't playing, uh, what did you do with a couple plays that you like?
6: So I have two bets that I've made on totals. Um, A little unfortunate that the difficult part about preseason is obviously when you're betting something, uh, it's moving very quickly. And so within about six to seven minutes of any substantial news being released, Pretty well, everywhere on the board has already moved. And so, the two totals that I've played were Tennessee, Baltimore under, and then I played Miami, Tampa Bay under. Um, I would not recommend betting under at the price that's currently available for both games. It is at 31. Um, I played it at 32 and a half and 33 and a half, so much higher. And so, right now, if you're looking at it, I, I would run to bet it, but simply mm-hmm. put, uh, the Ravens, they're sitting Lamar and other veterans. They're going to be playing all their running backs. And so it's a sort of running back trial in a way, if you will, for that team. The Titans depth of QB is really, really poor. And so I think it's going to be a spot where the Ravens with decent defensive depth and running backs are going to be slowing the game down. And I don't see a lot in the Titans offense. Todd Bowles, another veteran head coach, sitting everybody for Tampa Bay for the vets. He's not playing Brady, obviously. Um, what we're going to have against Uh, Miami in that game is rookie quarterback for the majority of the second half. So I think it's a slow first half, and then we get into the second half with rookies. Happy to have the under there. But, I mean, just going through the board right now, there's kind of pieces of information available for all these games. A lot has moved, but there's a handful that we haven't heard anything Mm -hmm. from either side. And betters really need to watch out for that today and tomorrow specifically as these teams get into They they usually do sort of a game week prep. So depending what day they start, you can go back four days and that's when you start hearing information. Okay.
3: Very good. Adam Schirnhoff, our guest here and follow the money. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. Paulie, I know this, this run with the Ravens in the preseason is unbelievable. They kill teams. They cover point spreads all the time. I want to give you a piece of feedback that we got both of you guys um, and the audience here. This is from Jeff emailed the show last week. F team at VEASAN.com. He pointed out Adam on email He's a Ravens PSL holder. He has been since the inception and been on Baltimore preseason for years. He said a word of caution this year. Harbaugh has altered preseason practice intensity this year by a bunch due to all the early, early injuries last year. And Jeff says he does not expect them to be nearly as intense nor ready early on. So I guess you know, that's coming from a PSL holder and a season ticket guy for Baltimore for many, many. It kind of makes some sense though, right? Based on how many injuries they had last year.
6: And Harbaugh was questioned about that uh, two days ago after a practice, and his tone was noticeably different to Jeff's point where you're saying that he was looking at the practices different, but Harbaugh referenced those injuries, and he was saying how they are approaching it a little bit differently. And what was interesting about the Tennessee game from a side perspective was that game opened three, and it was one of two games on the board this week where the line moved before there was any news. And the reason it moved, like you mentioned, was because of this streak. Everybody's con- like constantly betting Baltimore for the last two or three preseasons as soon as the numbers opened. And so it got bet right away, and it got five. And then all of a sudden, Harbaugh started speaking, and he started being questioned about the preseason games. And this number has now come back to four, and it's shading towards three and a half in a couple of places. And so there's you can see the difference between the people betting the trends, knowing the number is going to go up. And now we're starting to see the reaction towards information. So the Titans have been taking money since Harbaugh opened his mouth and started sort of reinforcing what Jeff was saying. But it is a noticeably different feel around the Ravens camp and practice this year uh, based on what happened last year.
5: What did you think of the uh, what happened over the weekend with the Rams news where there was Bills support week one? There was some uh, movement on the win total and on San Francisco to win the division. And then Stafford goes out and practices, and apparently everything's fine. What do you make of it?
6: So it's a tricky one because there's really clear explanations on both sides. And so I'm not sure exactly what to think because it was initially the Stafford elbow, and Sean McVay came out with the quote, and he said that it's abnormal for a quarterback to have this type of pain, was the words he used. And so everyone freaked out. But in the last couple days since, there's been lots of practice videos where a lot of the reporters are saying there's no decrease in usage of practice for what Stafford's doing from a workload perspective. And so I don't know which side is necessarily true. And one thing to sort of remember here is Stafford, when it comes to injuries at the quarterback position, there's very few people in the last two decades in the NFL that have played through more pain and injuries than Stafford has. And so I'm hearing both sides. And if you're trying to read into it, you see both sides of it. So I, I don't know. I felt like a lot of the, the the season long and win total stuff was initially kind of a bit of an overreaction. But I just I don't know which side is true at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's always hard to gauge with Stafford because he's such a tough guy.
3: I would say at this point, and I talked to mm-hmm. Paulie about this and I asked him earlier today. I'm like, I mean, think about this because Stafford came out and he said, no, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well. And everything's OK at this point. I mean, I don't know if it touches three. I doubt it because there's going to be immediate buyback. But even at two and a half right now, just guessing here for a second that Stanford's going to be okay, I think the Rams at plus two and a half would probably be worth it if you can, you know, take that gamble thinking thinking that Stanford's going to be all right.
6: Yeah, I would say there's some stuff to talk about the Bills on the other side here and how that offense might ultimately change. I don't know if I'd be running to bet the Rams um, necessarily just because I I actually think the Bills are – or significantly better than L.A. back to front. Um, Mitch, I'm honestly more intrigued by the total. Uh, I think that's a pretty short number. And if he is having an injury or dealing with any issues, we'll probably see that longer term. I just, I don't know if I'm fully ready to jump on the under when there's a lot of things kind of hidden, I don't think is being talked about enough for why this total is actually quite short at 51 and a half. So I'm not ready to to jump there, but... If this total keeps coming down because of it, keep it coming because uh, I'll be I'll be betting you over probably one way or another at this number.
3: Fair enough. Uh, it's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, V Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest. You can follow him there at his name, at Adam Chernoff. Uh, he'll tell you about a bunch of things that he has planned for the upcoming football season. He's going to be joining us twice a week, by the way, during the NFL season, which is great. His favorite tip um, or his favorite piece of information so far for the preseason and tips on getting information you need during the preseason coming up next.
4: Sports Betting
5: Network. College Football Guides out. NFL Guide coming up in a few weeks. Start your football season the right way. Team trends, power ratings, win total recommendations, best bets, division finishes. And the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides, become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for a discount $175. you will receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. $40 a month as well, if you want to do that way. And everything we have to offer, VEASAN.com slash subscribe.
3: We continue here with Adam Chernoff. He is uh, excellent at analyzing, breaking down, and betting the National Football League. And he's going to be here at circa on uh, August 27th, part of a betting seminar. Uh, tell everybody about this. It's a it's a huge panel, my man, and it's uh, very exciting.
6: Oh, it's going to be a ton of fun. So it's Chris Bennett, Brian Erlacher, the Hall of Famers, Sean King, Super Bowl champ, and they needed an extra, so they're putting me at the end of it. And uh, it'll be us four previewing the NFL season. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting all those perspectives. Mike Palm is the host. And I'll be honest, any time that you can get a couple minutes chatting with Chris Bennett, who's the director of risk over there at Circa, uh, one of the smartest people in the industry that you're ever going to speak to. So I'm especially looking forward to that. And hopefully as a as a panelist myself, I can ask questions, too, because I'll be curious to know. But it's going to be a lot of fun at 4 p.m. on Saturday, August 27th. And then there's some things after. Uh, inside the sports book and now at Stadium Swim too. That'll be fun. Yep. So, if anyone's listening and wants to come out, the uh, first beer will be on me.
5: Can't wait for that. Don't sell yourself short. Looking forward to what you have to say. You had an incredible season last year. Uh, how about how concerned should you or should people be with what's going on with New England and the changes, maybe to the offense with Patricia and Judge having a hand in that too?
6: It's. A level of concern, but also something betters really need to watch closely. Because if I was just to ask everyone watching in their head to think about what did the Patriots look like in 2021? I think a lot of people would reference that Bills game and the win, but also Mm -hmm. how slow they played, the running, how conservative everything was on offense. Like That's kind of the image we have of the Patriots in our minds. I think this year is going to be really, really different. A lot of what we're hearing in camp is up-tempo, pushing the pace. Mm. Mac Jones went through the full offseason, body transformation, yep. huge focus on conditioning. But the big thing that's kind of hidden under the radar, they eliminated the fullback position from the roster. Last season, only the 49ers had a fullback on the field for more snaps than New England. Jacob Johnson, their fullback, played more than 300 offensive snaps was about 25% of offensive plays for new England with that position off of the roster. That's going to be more three wide receiver sets, which means more efficient running for new England, but also a lot more passing. And so the the Patriots totals are really, really low this season. When you look at the look aheads. I think by the time we get to mid end of season, this is a team that's going to be kind of high forties, 47, Mm. 48 for their average Mm. total. I think they're going to score a lot, but also give up a lot of points, too. So keep an eye on that as a better. Uh, big changes, I think, for the Patriots in 2022 all around. Okay. I like
5: that. Yep, excellent breakdown. Let's stay in that division one more. What do you think of McDaniel and and what Miami's going to look like uh, efficiency-wise with offense and it's working out in practice, but it will Tua have those long passes to Hill?
6: Uh, he's definitely going to have those long passes to Hill, but also to the other receivers because this is a scheme that, We know from San Francisco that McDaniel is going to be running. Does one thing really, really well, and that's get guys open in space. And quite frankly, Tua's time in the NFL has been with multiple offensive coordinators, three in total, that have been very, very different in that regard. All the time Tua that he's been on the field, he's been throwing to guys in really tight windows, a huge lack of creativity. Now that the offensive line is a lot stronger and you have McDaniel who can utilize that run first scheme that we know from San Francisco get so many guys open downfield Two, is accuracy is really going to show in 2022. So it's kind of a, a mixed bag, I guess, in terms of pace, because there's going to be so much running and I think efficiency overall on offense going to go through the roof for Miami and they have a phenomenal secondary on the other side. Uh, so I think really good things ahead for Miami, but it's another team compared to 2021 that's gonna look and function very, very differently than what we know. So it's another team bettors really need to circle.
3: So follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest. So a couple of things here on information for the preseason. Uh, what is your favorite nugget to this point, if you don't mind sharing? And then explain to people that are that maybe new to betting and they want to like, how does Adam, how do you guys always find out the information? Explain what you do and set up like social media and other spots to where like, okay, that coach said that, that's a big, big piece of information right there. This is going to move. I got to get on this number right now.
6: So I'll do the news part of it first and what to look for if you're a better. So there's, there's two things that I love and it's TweetDeck. deck. Uh-huh. Number one, because you can have multiple accounts columned on screen and there's lots of accounts now that are, curating all the beat reporters, and they're putting them collectively in a feed. If you have a couple of them, uh, everything just lines up perfectly for you, so that's great. Uh, the second is advanced search on Twitter. I think everybody's searched for something on Twitter, but what you might find interesting is there's an advanced option that expands and it opens this giant window. And what you can do is you can put in a group of keywords And you can put in dates and time ranges and all sorts of things to sort of curate to find exactly what you're looking for. So in a situation like preseason, I'm very much waiting to know what's going on in the Kansas City game. They play the Bears this week, and we know that the Bears are playing a lot of their starters. But what we don't know is how the Chiefs are handling it. So you could put in a bunch of keywords around the enemy and read and put a time frame on it and sort by top or latest And you'll get a whole bunch of really relative results for what you're searching for. It'll get you a lot closer to the answer. So it takes a little bit of work as does everything in Mm -hmm. betting, but with those two things uh, both really, really helpful for finding the news and information you want. And a a third thing, and the wife saw it go on the wrist (laughs) on Saturday and she freaked out because uh, you get news alerts. And I just, I wear the watch during the football season. And so anytime there's an alert that comes out from notifications, I set up on Twitter. Uh, the wrist vibrates. And so I got I upgraded to the cellular model this year. So no matter where a guy goes, you get it on your wrist. It's <laughs> it's a bit intense, but the wife <laughs> saw it come on the other day and she's like, All right, I guess it's football season. Here we she go. Yeah. Understood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: All right. Do you have a favorite piece of information at this point, or it's all kind of tied into your bets that you made? So,
6: so do we want to go information for week one, or are we looking at sort of information for the regular season? Whatever you think. So for week one obviously it it tied to those two bets that were made um so that's kind of not going to provide a lot of people any value but i will um because i haven't given out anything that's widely available now i've said it before on a few things the the biggest thing to me in terms of just coach quotes player info things we're getting from camp that stand out in a huge way is the colts offensive response to matt ryan it's It's amazing. Every preseason, it's overreaction. It's all the hype in the world. But it's been like two and a half months for how the guy comes in the building demanding respect, how it practices. He's pushing guys like never before. And what's consistent in all of the beat writers and reporters is how fast he is moving the offense. And you hear from all the offensive linemen individually when they're interviewed, the wide receivers. And they're like, we've never played this fast ever. And it's really interesting with the Colts as a team, because again, it's another team similar to New England. We used to slow pace and running the football and relying on blocking up front. And now you have a guy in Matt Ryan who's coming in, changing that. But then also the upgrade from Wentz accuracy to what you're hearing from receivers. Everyone's like, the ball is just right where I need it to be every single time. We're not used to that. And it's a dig at Carson Wentz, who was a disaster last year. But I think this upgrade to Matt Ryan is enormous. So I've got Colts Super Bowl, Colts Mm. AFC, Colts to win the South, Colts to make the playoffs. I've got Matt Ryan over 3,900 yards. Everything tied to the Colts in so many different ways for me coming into this season. So in terms of information, what I'm hearing, what you're reading, everything, uh, everything points up for the Colts in 2022. And with that soft division, uh, really happy to take that too. So love everything about India and what you're hearing.
3: Great answer. 45 seconds here. Promote everything that you have uh, going on this football season where people should uh,
6: know about and where they need to be. The Simple Handicap podcast every morning on Apple or Spotify. Uh, Moving up the charts and doing really well. So appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Really quick podcast every morning. And then the other big thing is the release shows that we're doing over on Covers youtube and it is a opportunity for anybody to bet at the same time as professionals we got right angle sports we're doing college football with brad powers and then we've got tom the hitman as well who's phenomenal with nfl props we have six shows a week with all of those guys in the preseason two every time bet's given out the market's moving two to three points props are going to get absolutely killed when we're doing them on Thursdays and Fridays. So uh, an opportunity for everyone to bet at the same time, get a widely available line, get ahead of the market. Uh, All the updates are on Twitter for that as well, for when those shows are happening. Thanks, pal. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Chat to you soon.
3: Mike Florio on the program next.
6: Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN the sports Betting Network, as we continue talking National Football League, and the great Mike Florio joins the program now. Pro Football Talk. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for a couple minutes today. How are you?
4: Great to be with you guys. How's everything today?
3: Doing really, really well. I want to ask you this. Um, If you had had to make a bet right now, if you were forced to bet on the number of games Deshaun Watson's going to get for suspension, how many games would you bet on?
4: Well... I guess what I would do is I'd set the over under at 11 and a half mm. and maybe, and well, if it's 11 and a half, I'm taking the over. It's 12 and a half. It's a tougher call because I think right now it's going to be 12 at a minimum. The question is, is Peter Harvey, who was appointed by the commissioner to handle the appeal and Harvey has been closely aligned with the league. He helped develop the current personal conduct policy. He has advised on cases like the Ezekiel Elliott suspension I don't think he's going to do anything other than what the commissioner wants him to do. These folks who have relationships with the NFL that they can then hold out, like lawyers, I can hold it out to my potential client base that I do work for the NFL. They're not in the business of antagonizing the NFL. I think Harvey's going to do what the league wants. The league wants a full season. Now, maybe they'll decide that 12 plus a significant fine is a way to balance the competing areas of criticism that they'd face based upon whatever number they do. But six clearly wasn't enough. The public reacted in a negative way. The NFL appealed. I think 12 plus a big fine is a number that that makes a lot more sense. But I'm not going to be surprised if the end result is a full season because the NFL has said on numerous occasions that's what it wants.
5: You're right about the public reaction as well. I mean, the owners are ticked off at the, the contract. Uh, a lot of a lot of people are mad that he shows no remorse and then you you ran the poll you tweeted it out too over 30,000 votes 70% said he should be suspended for the full season
4: yeah and look I, I think that some people think he should be out even longer than that there there, there is a lot of anger out there and the, the six game suspension that was levied a week ago came from a legal argument not a factual reality As a matter of the facts that were determined by Judge Robinson, she found that he did it. She found that he engaged in nonviolent sexual assault with the four different individuals whose evidence was presented to her. She found that he wasn't truthful. That's not going to make the commissioner very happy. The idea that Deshaun Watson didn't tell the truth to the investigators, she just landed on six because she drew a distinction between nonviolent and violent sexual assault. A lot of people don't draw that distinction. And when you have Peter Harvey, who helped draft the policy, Handling this appeal, he'll have an opinion as to what sexual assault means as it's used in the in the four corners of the document. And if he disagrees with Judge Robinson or more specifically, if the commissioner does, that's the the, the way that you get to something much more than six games.
5: Okay, so let's say he gets 12, and then the NFL is upset. And, the, and you've been adamant about this, too. And I saw there was a back and forth on Twitter with Charles Robinson of Yahoo as well. What are the chances that Watson could play in week one?
4: I don't think there's any chance he plays in week one. I'm not going to say 95%, because that's the kiss of death. That's when the other five hits. I'm going to say he's not playing in week one. I wrote a long article Saturday morning laying out all the reasons why. Now, is it virtually impossible to think that They'll get a judge who sees it. I Look, they've already agreed that he did it. In the Ezekiel Elliott case, in the Tom Brady case, there right. was a lingering fight over whether or not there was even a violation of the policy that the suspension arose from. In this case, the judge found, and her findings of fact are binding on the appeal process, that he did it. And she was independent. They can't claim there was anything rigged or cooked about that. This mm. is the person the League and the Union hired. I would be astounded if he ends up playing week one. Any legal action would be about week seven, not week one. The NFLPA didn't appeal the the decision. Mm -hmm. That's the, the easiest argument to make. You have to exhaust your internal remedies before you can seek any type of legal relief outside of that process. The failure to appeal, I think in and of itself, is fatal to the idea of putting him on the field for the first six weeks of the season.
3: You make a lot of sense. Do you think then the Browns at some point could become real players to maybe acquire Jimmy Garoppolo.
4: They have put out the word in the past that they're not interested in Garoppolo, but that was at a time when I think they were believing it was going to be a shorter suspension. I was told a few weeks back, they were bracing for eight games from Sue Robinson and they ended up getting six and Jacoby Brissett ends up being the, the short term stopgap until Watson comes back. If he's out for the whole year, that's when I think maybe Garoppolo creeps back into play. And Kevin Stefanski, the coach of the Browns has said, they've got multiple plans in place. You know, it's one thing to say for our guy for six games. It's another thing to say, we got 17 play without Deshaun Watson. What are we going to do? But, but I think it also gets delicate for the Browns. When you consider they got a fifth round pick that maybe becomes a fourth rounder for Baker Mayfield. Surely they're not going to give up more than that to try to get Jimmy Garoppolo. And You know, maybe they would just sit back and wait until the 49ers inevitably cut him because they will if they can't trade him. There's just a lot of moving parts there. And the bottom line is the longer you wait to get him on the team, the harder it is to get him ready to go for week one. I I feel bad for Kevin Stefanski. I don't feel bad for the Browns because they they did this to themselves. I don't know how much of this was Stefanski driven. He's got to get somebody ready for week one and beyond. You know, he may be wasting reps on a guy in Deshaun Watson who doesn't play at all this year. The sooner that Stefanski knows, the better he can make his plans. But I just feel like he's kind of caught in the middle on this. I think this is hiring the organization all the way to the top that that came up with this idea to go get Deshaun Watson and then a couple layers down. It was more about helping Jimmy Haslam get what he wants, not so much take a step back and ask whether or not this is really in the best interest of the team.
5: What's going to happen with Hunt?
4: Oh, I think that he, he got the message. That, you know, unlike Mike Tomlin, who says we want volunteers, not hostages, I think Cleveland, they don't care. You know, and I'm a big believer in a guy who believes he deserves more money trying to go get it. But you better call your shot. You better be a guy that's got real leverage. You better be a guy that's going to get the attention of the team. If all of a sudden you're not participating in team drills, the Browns aren't going to mess around with Kareem Hunt. They pulled him off the scrap heap after he had an off field issue and was suspended eight games. He's got a decent contract. It's not a great contract because he got $200,000 in per game roster bonuses. So if he misses half the season, like he did last year, that's a lot of money that goes away and never comes back. And last year, I think it was like 135,000 per game and he missed nine games. He lost a lot of money by being banged up last year. I I suspect that if they just simply said, we'll take those per game roster bonuses and make them part of your salary, that that may be enough to placate him. I I just think that the Browns aren't going to do anything if he's essentially going on strike and doing this partial hold-in that he abandoned after a couple of days. So I think that one dies down quickly.
5: Mike Flory, our guest, Pro Football Talk at Pro Football Talk on Twitter, NBC Sports. Get his book, Playmakers, as well. You were probably the only person that was on this story with the Brady-Payton thing to Miami, which would have been incredible if it happened. What do you think of the sanctions and the penalties handed down to the league uh, against the Dolphins?
4: Well, I think that the league nailed the dolphins for tampering. That was very blatant and very widespread. They tampered with Brady for four straight calendar years when he was with the Patriots. And then again, when he was with the Buccaneers, Bruce Beal, the vice chair of the dolphins and Brady are very close. It was kind of an open secret in in league circles and tampering happens all the time. I just think they whacked him for tampering because they couldn't whack them for tanking. I don't think the NFL is ever, going to punish someone for tanking because anything that would give credence or legitimacy to the idea that teams deliberately lose games would be a nightmare for the league in an era of legalized gambling. And they basically found that Stephen Ross, the owner of the team, tried to tank. It was attempted tanking at a minimum. He -hmm. made it known to the people who worked for him that he believed it was better to have a higher draft position in 2020 than to have a better win-loss record in 2019. What saved him was Brian Flores refused to go along with it. Now Flores also blew the whistle. It makes me wonder how many cases have been out there where the owner says exactly what Ross said and people go along with it and nobody ever says boo about it and teams you know, put in backups, check out younger players, evaluate the bottom of the roster in those meaningless games to improve their draft standing. I suspect that's happened before and I suspect it'll happen again. They'll just be very careful and discreet about it. They're never going to nail someone for tanking. If they were ever going to get someone for tanking, this was the time to do it. I don't think they're ever going to do it.
3: He is Mr. Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio here. The name of the book, again, Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works and Doesn't. Mike, can you give us like a 20- to 30-second teaser of the book?
4: It looks at the past 20 years in the NFL, over 100 essays that, that delve into some of the crazy stories that we've seen, the trends, the developments, and through it all when you read them all together you get a pretty good idea of what works what doesn't work and also we got a full section at the end on the things that the nfl needs to worry about going forward and one of the big things whether it's tanking whether it's inside information the intersection between the nfl and gambling the nfl needs to be very concerned about the ways that that can blow up in the league space if they're not careful
3: mike you are relentless at covering the sport and you do an excellent job thanks so much for the time today we appreciate that thanks guys good talking to you yep you too there you go mike florio pro football talk um he would bet 11 and you'd bet the over on watson Sound about right to you
5: yes it does all right good info on the week one
3: up next in pocket plays and a note on the nfl rookie of the year that you don't want to miss coming up next
0: If you dare,
7: you're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app,
4: DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game.
5: Someone gives you 10,000 to one on anything. You take it. Take
3: it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No? Nope. Five to one. No? Nope. Ten to one? You're up. Here we go. Time for our in-pocket plays. Truly hate myself for this. And I don't know why I bet it. finally well, they almost won the game. said on Friday, we're buying way too high on Jose Burrios. He had a <laughs> great July. This is when you don't want to do it. He's laying $1.20 against the Twins. And on the air, I said, no. What's going to happen after I bet? He's going to go three innings and give up six runs. It was three and two thirds and he gave up five runs. I bet it, loser, dummy. Um, no good. I wanna give you this note on the NFL Rookie of the Year. And here are some of my pending plays that I have um, that are still available. Some of the numbers are Kevin O'Connell. You can probably find around 18 to one still coach of the year for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, offensive player of the year, 20 to 1. Vikings to win 10 or more games plus 140, still available. Barkley, comeback player of the year, I don't think available. First of all, like not every book is offering him, which is strange. He should be on the board. Yeah, I grabbed him at 40, grabbed him at 25. He's down like 16 to 1 at some spots. And uh, to lead the league in passing yards, Gibby Davis Mills, 200 to 1. So I'll take it back to draft weekend. When the Packers drafted not Christian Watson in the second round, And I get it. I like that draft pick. But when they came back and took Romeo Dubs from Nevada in the fifth round, I'm like, immediately, bells were ringing off my head like, that's the guy who I want to bet on Rookie of the Year. And I wanted to wait to see for every book to come out before I bet on him. And I noticed the preliminary numbers were around 100 to 1. I'm like, I'll wait. Circa opened 60. I think Westgate opened maybe 80 on him. I did grab him at 100 to 1 at BetMGM. Romeo Dubs here at Circa Sports right now, is down to twelve to one. What? Yeah. To win the Rookie of the Year, he's 18 at BetMGM, 20 Westgate. I think maybe 25 is the best you can find on him right now. Are we getting a little carried away at this point? Roger says there's a wow catch every other day. He was awesome at Nevada. There You go, man. Yes, like, he was home run hitter. Because I told myself he's going to be under the radar. People are going to forget about him. He can. Why can't he crack like the starting lineup? Over a guy like Christian Watson, of course he can. 12-1? to 1? Yep,
5: all right. Wow. More on that in a second. Uh, that is a big move. Yes, there was a running back I wanted to talk about, too. Well, they got me as well. I mean, I, uh, I had the Blue Jays, but uh, Dodgers got there, been riding the Dodgers for a week and a half. Can't go wrong with that. 33-8 and eight run. And 17-2 uh, yeah. last, 19 against the Padres. My God. Don't like anything on the short baseball card today. Uh, one lead would be the A's. I think they're telling you something. A's are favored. Think about that. I
3: think they
5: should. All right. Well, listen, I understand what, what uh you know the email said and what Adam I didn't expect Jackson to play anyways. So I like their quarterback rotation. Uh, and, as do I. Yes. That's why I think they're going to win in cash Thursday. And Harbaugh's won twenty in a row in the preseason and eighteen and two ATS. So uh, down to four, but uh late four and a half with the Ravens against the Titans. Jets over five and a half wins. I'm with Adam. Yeah, this Colts uh train. I'm on board. Absolutely. Every which way but loose. Colts to win the division, Colts over. Old Miss over 7.5. And, and get look at Nuts Troy to win the Sunbelt at uh, 14 to 1. Also, remember, I gave that play out a, a while back, too. The Giants to miss the playoffs was plus 125. Oh, forget it now where they're at. Like eight back. San Francisco Giants. Are they eight back right Minnesota. now in the wild card? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a huge number now. Really... Dodgers are up by 15.5 games. Yep. In, <laughs> in the West. Yeah. yeah. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials. Posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.
3: Give you this email: ftm at from Sydney. Uh, we talked about the lottery a little bit earlier because Mega, bucks, mega, millions, mega millions recently hit for like yeah. one point plus billion or whatever it was. Uh, Sydney tells us a few years ago, but an acquaintance of hers won twenty five million dollars the lotto. Oh! She was still in school and said she huh. was going to continue with her degree. My dad chuckled with his glasses on his nose as he does and says, obviously. She's not majoring in math. The <laughs> Pauly story of his girlfriend being a cocktail waitress and the notice reminded me of that story. Your girlfriend hit for uh-huh. megabucks out here for $17 million. Uh-huh. No notice. Quit the job, obviously. And her manager's yeah. like, what? I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's not fair. Do that. Yeah. That was the other thing, too. Then the
5: girl who was filling in for her, because she was big, they used to do a trivia night over there at the pub she was at as well. Yeah. They move her around. But she would work like, a, I think it was a Tuesday night, they had a big trivia night at the pub. So then pe- people were coming in, customers, uh, um, uh, a blanket, my God. Newer? Regulars. Like, okay, yeah. Jesus. Regulars were like, what happened to her? Where'd she go? And the new girl's like telling her, oh yeah, she she won $17 million. you won't see her again. I like think you can't. So then Al, Al Lasso had to send a cease and desist and they're like, "Will you stop this? You can't have an employee saying she wants to be anonymous. You can't be telling people her life story. What's wrong with you? Tell her to shut oh. that down." Actually, so how does how a, does
3: that work? Do employees have to shut it down? Then you can't do that. You I can't be telling employees' know, life stories. No, to No, customers no, I mean, I, and I, I, stuff. but, legal, but legally, they no. can't.
5: I'll uh,
3: said it. Wow, I'll I'll nipped it in the bud. Oh, because of uh, you can't have this girl saying, "Hey, she won all this money and whatever," and that's. Uh, I, but I would think but, that that's only based on the cease and desist that he sent over. I would think before that. Two? I would oh, think no. prior to that, yeah, I think employees could probably say something and get away with it. Uh,
5: I also had him send something over immediately
3: to the radio station where I was at
5: because I didn't trust anyone over there about running their mouth and saying something on the air. But th- then again, I was also uh, well freaked out by the whole thing. Yeah, well, I think the, the initial
3: reaction thing. there would be to freak out a little bit anyway, right? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, what was? Well, people happen. are still pissed off at you to this day. For no what for you doing that? I gave notice. No, they, but no explanation. Okay. No explanation whatsoever. Well, a, All of a sudden, no call, no show, whatever. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. What am I going to do here? I called Doug. We talked to Doug. Yeah. Doug was made aware. He claims he wasn't.
4: I called it him took after you it, long, it
3: took you how long? A couple days? I think he said a couple weeks. A couple weeks. What? Well, no,
5: I used it on my vacation first, and that was it. Remember, I took him out. For, and he got, we went to the steakhouse. I go, get whatever you want. He goes, no. I'll have a salad. I'm not hungry. That's right. <laughs> Doug, that's right. That lunatic. Oh, it was great. Uh good times. That's a fun story. Though. All right, so
3: this weekend, it really gets pumped up with the NFL yes.
5: preseason action. But you're
3: excited for Thursday. I go, there's only two games. You go, I don't well, care. I mean, Saturday it's... is a
5: quadruple header on NFL. This is where you re- This is where NFL Network really steps their game up. They are oh. showing game after game after game. It's awesome. Well, it's like
3: the Golf Network, right? Here yeah. you have a network called oh, come on. Golf, yeah. and they rarely if ever show sure. like tournaments. So, like, what the hell? There's no t- NFL the Network on. needs to put them on, so they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
5: And I'm, I'm sitting there watching baseball yesterday. I'm like, boy, I could go for a football game. Problem solved. We got Sunday games too coming up. Yeah, that's play right. the Vikings Sunday. That's right. And there's a, I think there's three
3: games the following Sunday as well. A couple of national TV games. And then, and then games, you so. do realize that. And I got, I was looking over the port portfolio this weekend. I have a ton of college football bets. All of a sudden, week zero, week one, win totals. I'm betting the college guide certainly helped out with that com slash subscribe, 330-plus pages, reading tidbits, nuggets from there. I've never had so many baseball bets in my life.
5: I love it. I can't get enough. I love football, but this is uh, such You're an getting, enjoyable
3: base. We're getting a reaction today from Mets fans yeah. who took us back to, like, March, and they are like they were rolling their eyes at you. Oh, I love the Mets. Because, I was all in. But that's what they're saying. Yeah. And they're like, I, I cannot believe Paulie was making the case. I'm like, Paul, you have no idea how this works as a Mets fan. Right, I can right, tell right. you how it's going to go. Everyone said And that. they're like, I need to apologize to Paulie. Yeah.
5: Well, also the thing, remember what happened right away? Well, I'm like, I love the Mets. The Mets are going to have a big year. What Then DeGrom got hurt. Of course, right. And it's like, okay, that's it. That's that's how things go with the Mets. And Mets fans were
3: telling me that. I go, this is, I like this team. Well, we, I like the rotation. So Bassett, we're, uh, Scherzer. We're getting this, uh, Dustin is our producer. He's a, I think he's a diehard Mets fan, right? He said today, after all this Diaz talk today. They're winning right? the World Series. Okay, well, no, calm, calm down. The Mets are going to um, win the World Series. If not, what you'll do what? Shave no, your head. No, gonna, not, Paul's no, gonna, no won't He won't go back. It. No way. He's going to shave his head if the Mets don't win the World Series. He heard it here first. He said he came out today during a break, and he goes, you wait, it's gonna, Diaz is going to blow up. He can't even can't enjoy the moment no. right now. Come on. guy has been a beast, what he's doing. A beast. People are making the case that he needs to be top, one, like top two, can't. top three in the Cy Young yeah. mix. I can't get there.
5: But that's, again, this is, I think, is Marcus Smart Part 2. Will this take off again with the media I, I, I do. and people who do podcasts and DS 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 number one market that that trumpets yep. and then it's because look at look at the odds. I just got a text. He's a hundred to one
3: in yeah. a book. Yeah,
5: there's like sure, there's twenty five to one. Remember,
3: and I know how it works with baseball voting. Uh, I think there's only two people in the whole city of New York that will have a vote on the awards. However, uh, remember the Tom Thibodeau Coach of the Year stuff. Sure, another now one. it's going to be Monty Williams. Like good guys, call with the
5: market, good call tying into the market.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, believe it. and that was the same year because you could just see it coming from a mile away when the playoff predictions came out. ESPN.com had, I think, 15 people make predictions. 14 had them picking the Knicks over the Hawks. It was a pick 'em series. Yeah. Like, guys, that tells you all you need to know about what people think about New York teams. Oh, wow,
5: well, things have changed in New York. Oh, give me those Mets future
3: tickets. Yankee future tickets I can throw in a garbage. What would you lay right now in a seven game series with the Mets? Against who? Against the Yankees. Oh, against the Yankees. What would oh, okay. you? What would you comfortably go to war with right now? Dollar eighty. You'd go that high? Oh, yes, I would. Oh, I'd have to take the Yankees Cole. on the other side. I Well, y- bad
5: Cole's Ben. I thought say Ooh, like like you say like throwing. I thought you say like a dollar thirty I'm or not something. Scared like that. of their rotation at all? Absolutely. Mets can hit. Rom, Scherzer, Bassett, wow. yeah. Right. Br- Walker. I'd Brasco. look. I'd take Yankees plus one sixty. Oh, I would man. have to. Eh, probably.
3: All right, that's it for us. Good luck with your bets tonight. Back tomorrow. Much more football coming up on tomorrow's program as well. We'll see you.
6: Take the VEASAN
0: experts with you anytime, anywhere with our full lineup of sports betting podcasts. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcasts to listen to every show on daily best bets with Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, a numbers game and my guys in the desert plus get insights and analysis get insights and analysis get insights and analysis get insights at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field
2: Is Uncanny USA.
7: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you
0: get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
7: Zumo Play.